FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Hello, everyone. My name is Morgan Murtaugh, filling in for Andrea K this evening. Thank you so much for listening. So we're in day 26 of the federal government shutdown. We got a lot to talk about today. We have one of my new favorite members of Congress who will be joining us to talk shutdown. We also have uh, my favorite go-to person with all things immigration and border security who will come on to the show and we will be giving you a wealth of knowledge on all things border security and immigration reform. And then we also have James O'Keefe on the program to talk about the deep state and his experience with that. So we have a really packed show for you, so we're going to jump right into it. My first guest tonight is someone, a little backstory here, when we were both running for Congress at the same time, and he actually reached out to me right before this the whole SNL decided to make fun of our veterans. You remember that? So this this congressman, now Congressman Dan Crenshaw, he reached out to me and he wanted to help because we're birds of a feather. We're very much uniters. And that's why I'm super proud to have him on the show tonight. Congressman Dan Crenshaw, how are you today? Hey, Morgan, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good thanks. to talk to uh, some people out from San Diego. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We we miss people like you out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 this is my old stomping ground. Spent 10 years uh, out there. So we're in day, like I said, we're in day 26 of this government shutdown. Basically, your entire tenure as a member of Congress at this point, um, you have been pretty outspoken. You uh, at work. I saw on Instagram you requested to have your pay withheld while our other federal employees have their pay withheld, which I admire you for. What is your uh, take on this whole situation as a new member of Congress? Well, you know, yeah, it's been my entire existence in Congress so far, so I've got nothing to compare it to. Um, so it's 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 interesting and it's frustrating and um I think it might go down in history as one of the most foolish debates we've ever had, because really what this boils down to is whether or not we want barriers or walls or fences or whatever the heck we want to call them uh, on the border. Now, uh, as I recall, uh, San Diego's got a a pretty lengthy uh, wall on the border, which prevents people from just crossing back and forth uh, Mm -hmm. without us monitoring them. And and, and I don't think there's really any, um, you know, consternation about, of that and, and, and no real discussion about whether or not it's effective. Of course it's effective. And um, the president's plan simply calls for more of that um, in other places along the border, not a 2000 mile great wall of the Southern border. Uh, that's not the plan. And, and, and I realize that I think a lot of people do think that's the plan. Yeah. And I think that's why we maybe don't see the amount of support for it that we would like. And um, I, I think this is purely political. It's a little bit political, a little bit psychological, I think. Um, the Democrats have really dug their heels in because they simply do not like the word wall. Exactly. Um, and, it, and it's become it's become a sticking point based on semantics and not substance. And that's um, that, that's why this is so frustrating, uh, because they, they've supported it so much in the past. And it, this really should not be a controversial issue. Yeah, but, that's, um, that's for some actually- reason it is. It's actually something I ran on, too, is that the fact that, you know, Democrats and Republicans alike were 
for border security before the president decided to run on the issue. And um, I also want my guest later, Christopher Harris, here from uh, Border Patrol here in San Diego. He is uh, like a wealth of knowledge, and and the, the fact of the matter is like, I mean, walls are effective, and it's not like we're just the president wants to build one giant wall across the border. It's much more than that. It's it's more about barriers, fences, de- depending on where you are. You don't need a giant wall in the middle of Texas. Am I right? Yeah. No, we have different considerations in Texas uh, because of the Rio Grande. So, you know, obviously that's part of the discussion. Um, there's there's a significant amount of fiber, fiber optic sensor technology out there. Um, the, the, the DHS is looking at getting, um, obviously, drones and, and more personnel would play a part in that. So there's there's, there's a wide variety of solutions. And if, and if you're if you're an unemotional, completely objective security expert, um, you, you want to approach this holistically and, and to think that physical barriers aren't a part of that is, is nonsense. I mean, because the, the, the alternative is, is that we have our border agents essentially chasing illegal migrants around in the desert. Uh, you know, along with their drones and sensors. The drones and sensors are great, but it doesn't slow anyone down, and it, and it requires a cat and mouse game uh, between them and our border agents. So that's nobody wants to operate that way. Exactly, you know, this is common sense. And then I wanted to go wanted to go back to um, something else that I said earlier. You, like I said, you asked for your pay to be withheld. Are any other members of Congress actually doing this? Because to me, this makes sense. I mean. If you're if the government's not going to operate effectively because Congress isn't doing their job and having this conversation, which you see as like as someone who is level headed, you understand that. I mean, it's on Congress to really have this conversation and to um, end this shutdown. And you have had your pay withheld. Are any other members of Congress doing the same thing? Uh, yeah, there, there's quite a few, actually. Um a good amount of pressure, not everybody. Uh, I'll, I'll say one in particular. Uh, Ilhan Omar, you know, she's made a lot of headlines over the last few months. Uh, she she said it was uh, it was virtue signaling, which, which I of course pointed out that she was she was labeling her fellow Democrat freshmen <laughs> as the same in the same boat. Um, so we we all know who's not withholding their pay. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it just felt like it's a small gesture. Um, it, it puts us in the same boat as federal workers, and uh, I, I think that's the right thing to do. It's a very noble thing to do, and the, and the thing is, like, I mean, right now we have um, about eighteen hundred pages of GoFundMe people, like people, federal employees who need to help pay their bills that aren't getting the money that they need to pay their bills. And they, there are like, like I said, eighteen hundred pages from people who are affected by this fur, this furlough and the this shutdown, and about eight hundred thousand people who have been furloughed or are working without pay, and it's it's a it's a big deal, especially here in San Diego, because we have so many federal employees here in San Diego. Unfortunately, yeah. my my mom is a is a federal employee, and fortunately, she wasn't affected. But I mean, a lot of people were affected by this, especially here in San Diego. And then one thing that actually really upset me when I read about it is that a group of 30 Democrats flew out to on a chartered jet to Puerto Rico for a retreat. And and to mm-hmm. me, I mean, what we're talking about people's livelihoods here and the, the government not operating at full potential. Yet now is a good time to go see Hamilton and go to Puerto Rico on a chartered jet. It's just very infuriating. And it, it must be infuriating to you, too, as a freshman who in yeah. Congress. Yeah, well, and the infuriating part, especially, is 
their floor speeches, if you watch C-SPAN, and I know everybody's always watching C-SPAN because it's really riveting. Um, if you watch C-SPAN all day, uh, you'll find that, that the House Democrats are making speeches just telling stories about federal workers. And it begs the question, if you care so much about federal workers, why don't you put a pretty small amount of money, comparatively speaking, into the federal budget, $5.7 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a win-win. We get border security. It's a holistic plan. You, a lot of them aren't even against it, by the way, when you show it to them. That's what's most infuriating. Yeah. It's, uh, it's purely about politics. So they get up in the grandstand about federal workers. They stop making arguments against walls and barriers because they know that argument makes no sense. And, um, and, and so they're, they're, they're trying to play this game where they say they can only negotiate if the government is open, which is nonsense. You can simply, you can simply <laughs> accept the obvious. You can accept the truth that you've always accepted, which is supporting security is necessary. You voted for it before. Um, this is, this is a purely political game and it's, Yeah. And then another thing that actually I've noticed a lot of is like Democrats like Pelosi and Schumer, especially going on the record and continuing to tell the president, we need you to open the government again. Well, the president has made it very clear that in order to reopen the government, he wants funding to secure our border. And like people need to understand, too, that our border agents are federal employees as well. And their livelihood is put at risk every day when they go to to secure our border and they don't have that barrier to help them do their jobs more effectively. So that to me is just a load of crap. Yeah, no, it, it sure is. And it's, it's, it's hypocritical. They're, they're trying to take the moral high ground by, 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 by being the ones who have the most consideration for fellow workers. But it's it's a. It's a ploy. It's it's not true, and it's unfortunate. That's that's the position yeah. we're taking. So we hope to have this government <laughs> open soon. Yeah. Um, talk to many Democrats who, again, I think think this plan is perfectly fine. So it's unclear why they won't vote for it. Yeah. Well, Congressman Crenshaw, thank you so much for doing standing up and doing what's right. I appreciate it so much, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Coming, All right, thanks, Morgan. Thanks for having me. Of course. Coming up next, we have James O'Keefe on the program to talk about the deep state. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. 
We know how much you value your child's education. We also know how hard it can be to balance the importance of that education with the cost. That's why our half-price tuitions are back. The Answer San Diego is once again partnering with top-quality private schools to offer half-price tuition for the fall semester. Now you can give your child an excellent academic and arts education in a supportive private school environment for half the regular price. Simply log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com for the complete list of schools. There are tuitions for preschool to high school, all at half off. When you find the school you like, give us a call at 844-800-5757. When you call, you can put the half-price tuition on your credit card. It's that easy. Then your child will be set for the fall semester in a great private school for half the regular tuition. Call 844-800-5757 for all the details or log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Hi, it's Larry Elder with an important update about the San Diego real estate market. Latest figures confirm that the market continues to slow, and that's exactly why we recommend you turn to the San Diego Real Estate Authority, John Reeves with Reef Point Real Estate. John Reeves is an agent you can trust and one who actually guarantees your success every time in writing. In fact, if your home doesn't sell at your agreed-upon price, John will buy it guaranteed in writing. How does John get his sellers 5% more money and sell 3% more than the average agent? Well, he already has the buyers, over 5,000 ready buyers in his database looking to buy right now. You see, John has developed these proprietary systems that set him apart from all others. Don't just call any agent when you can have the best working hard for you. Call San Diego's Real Estate Authority, John Reeves, now at 858-800-HOME and start packing. That's 858-800-HOME or jrhasthebuyers.com, jrhasthebuyers.com. Hi, we're here with Alexander Green, four-time best-selling author and chief investment strategist of the Oxford Club. Alex is a stock-picking legend. He calls six of the best stocks of the past 20 years, including Apple, Intuitive Surgical, Netflix, Varian, Amazon, and Celgene. Now, Alex, I understand you're targeting a new stock. Yes, it's a cutting-edge tech company making blockbuster deals. I'm talking about $450 million with Nokia, $395 million with Microsoft, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. The company is set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump himself even calls what they're doing the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of it because this $3 stock trades under a secret name. Alex just got on stage in front of a packed crowd to talk about this secret stock, and you can see his free presentation at OneStockRetirement.com. Don't wait on this. We expect the stock to make big national news in March. Go to OneStockRetirement.com now. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. I'm Morgan Murtaugh filling in for Andrea Kay. So for all of our listeners who heard me on Friday talk with Andrea, we were talking about HR1 last week, about how the Democrats now want to nationalize our elections. And what they... What this would do is basically have a whole bunch of nameless, faceless bureaucrats controlling our elections federally. And we, we refer to that as the deep state. But I also have a lot of friends who don't really understand what the deep state is, what that means. And so I have a friend here on the phone with us who is going to explain this to us. He is the expert in my opinion, of all things deep state and all things government corruption, Mr. James O'Keefe of Project Veritas. Hey, James, 
Hey, Morgan, good to be with you. Thanks for joining me. So let's jump right into it. Can you explain to our listeners who have no idea what the deep state really means, like what your experience is and all the corruption you've found over the years? Uh, Well, Morgan, we did a story in the fall where we exposed the State Department, the Department of Justice, the IRS, and the Government Auditor's Office. These individuals in these programs are talking about resisting and they can't get fired for resisting. Generally, though, the deep state are, is just an unelected body of individuals who, who resists, who breaks the law resisting, who's not held accountable by Congress. Anyone who's not elected, who's not, a, who's not held to account by the le- legislative branches, taking it upon themselves to commit civil disobedience inside the government. And, you know, it's important because power derives from the electorate. And when you elections should matter, when you elect people, they should carry out your wishes. But what's happening in our government is that we have this unelectable sort of shadow group of people which are circumventing the will of the voters. And that's what our videos expose these crazy people inside the government saying they're going to, you know, break the law and do whatever is necessary to resist. Yeah, and I want our listeners to know, too, that this isn't just the federal government. This happens at the state level, too, especially here in California. And it also happens locally in local government. For all these different programs that the government puts into place, there are people who control them and who aren't elected. And, James, you have done a lot of work with exposing a lot of these people. Can you give us a couple examples of, the, of like, the most like eye-opening ones? Well, there was the State Department official who, his name was Stuart Carafa, and he talked about uh, resisting inside the State Department. He said, uh, resist everything, F, you know, expletive up, speaking about resisting the Trump administration while in the State Department. The Department of Justice official, Allison Raybar, was fired from the Department of Justice after we caught her on tape talking about collecting license plate data about private citizens. And this is outrageous. They're just admitting to these things on hidden camera. And uh, she was fired. The government auditor guy uh, named Nate Submaranian was his name. And he's, he's in the government auditor's office. He's talking about resisting, not even working, but working for this Depart- Democratic Socialist of America group that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is part of. He's saying that he just works during the day just to work on that other organization while not doing any work for the federal government. And he said there's no accountability and he cannot get fired. So these are kind of personal, very, very highly individual instances of this this corruption. And, uh, you know, there's a whole army of people in the government doing this. We just sort of shine, we have to shine a light on them. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think all, all of our listeners are are happy that you are one of those people who are exposing this, because if it weren't for organizations like Project Veritas doing this investigative work and, and uncovering these stories, then we probably still wouldn't know about it. And that's terrifying to think about. So you guys are doing some recruiting. Can you tell our listeners how they can help you and how they can combat the deep state in in their own states? Well, I would tell you that the, the, the number one thing you need to do is you need, I mean, this is, there's a lot of different ways you can get involved. I mean, I, I, let me say that you can run for office. You could, you could financially support organizations like ours, Project Veritas. There's a lot of good organizations doing a lot of good patriotic things. But the number one thing you need to do to get involved is to expose the truth, is to, is to personalize it. Now, Alinsky wrote 
pick the target, freeze it, personalize it, polarize it. In other words, not to have these large, grandiose conversations about how bad things are, but to actually show, get them on tape being who they are, to, to, to personalize it such that you're exposing the individuals who are engaging in, in the fraud in this country. Now, the way to do that is to, is, to, is to film them, is to get them on camera. I mean, images simply transfix in a way that words do not. And, and in order to do that, you basically have to wear a camera and film them and expose them. And that's what we do. So how do you get involved? Is to, if you're on the inside, if you're a teacher, if you're a, in a union, if you're in the federal government, if you're on the inside of these Silicon Valley institutions, if you are on the inside and you see something, we want you to say something like the big brother would often <laughs> have you say. But unlike the big brother, we're not, we're not asking you to spy on American, on innocent people. We're asking you to hold to account the most powerful institutions in the whole wide world. So we're going to put, put a reverse PSA. If you see something, say something. Be a patriot. Be a hero. Wear a camera. And, and, and I know you're out there. I don't need thousands of you. I just need basically one of you. Just one. <laughs> look, at, look at Ed Snowden. Look at, look at, I mean, whether you like him or not, the point is look at Upton Sinclair. Look at Glenn Greenwald. Look at the, uh, the guy who got fired from Google, James Damore. There, there is someone listening to this program who is witness to this fraud, and you're thinking, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Well, guess what? There's an answer to your question. You can wear a camera. And yes, you might get fired. And yes, something might happen to you. But we have a legal defense fund. You can come work for Project Veritas and do this full time. Again, I'm not looking for 100 people. All it takes is one. You, you, you supply the moral courage, and we'll supply the cameras and everything else. ProjectVeritas.com is the website, V-E-R-I-T-A-S.com, projecttruth.com. Just go to the website and submit your information confidentially, and we'll reach out to you. Exactly. And if you're scared, I mean, a lot of people are scared of backlash for things like this. If you're scared, don't be scared. The truth always wins. And if you're telling the truth, then, then you're in the winning seat. You're in the winning circle. And so that's one yeah, thing that yeah. I love about what you guys do. I mean, you have no fear. You have dedicated your entire life to this. And, I mean, in place of a personal life in a lot of ways, you have just, you are um, a martyr for truth, and I appreciate that. So well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you very much, and this is a team effort. And, uh, you know, and, and as Martin Luther King says, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. So do not be afraid. You know, don't, don't, do not be afraid. Please join our cause. Send us a note at our website, projectveritas.com. Exactly. And everyone, you heard him. So, so call in or, or go to projectveritas.com and sign up and be a martyr for truth, just like James. Thank you for, for joining us, James. Thank you. Coming up next, we have a very great conversation with Border Patrol, my go-to guy for all things immigration, all things border security. A lot of you may know that I ran for Congress in this past 2018 election cycle. I did not win, which is why I'm here hosting this show, but it's okay. We we got we made some segue, but um, I did run for Congress, and and our next guest, he has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the border. So if you have any questions for him, please call in at 1-888-344-1170. Give us some of your questions and maybe we can answer some of your questions. Like I said, we have a wealth of knowledge coming up next. Stay with us. 
You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Larry Elder here. Folks, in our country, people are living in two different worlds. About half believe the Russian collusion narrative that most media organizations are pushing, while the real scandal is Spygate, where Obama administration officials actively colluded with the campaign of Hillary Clinton and foreign governments to affect the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. Half of all Americans don't know the truth. But you can help solve the division with the facts and details you read in the Epic Times newspaper, sharing them with friends and family. The Epic Times reports the true and untold story of collusion in the Spygate scandal. And now they've also charted it out on a limited edition poster-sized wall chart that exposes every illegal relationship. It helps you explain the truth. You can get a copy free when you subscribe to the Epic Times for just $1 for the first month by logging on to trustednewspaper.com. That's trustednewspaper.com. Reporting the important news avoided by the other media. Trustednewspaper.com. That's trustednewspaper.com. The number one fear of people 55 and over is the fear of outliving their money. Let's face it, nobody wants to wake up one day to find they have no more money but a lot more life yet to live. So how can you set yourself up for the retirement you want? Dennis Prager here. I recommend you call W.L. Roth & Associates. They have focused on helping you keep the money you've worked so hard to earn and grow. They'll take away the risk of investing while giving you the upside of returns. Let's face it, setting yourself up for retirement can be stressful and confusing Do not do it alone. Schedule a complimentary consultation with W.L. Roth & Associates. Find out what it will take to set yourself up for an enriching retirement. Call 858-673-7574-858-673-7574. Go to WLRothAssociates.com. W.L. Roth & Associates, your partner for success. 858-673-7574. Specializing in IRA, 401k conversion, revocable trust planning, and how to build a tax-free nest egg for retirement without risk. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. 
Go to www.relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Morgan Murtaugh filling in for Andrea K. This song playing right now, actually, is my brother's song. He's a music producer here in San Diego, so go Connor. So, um, like I said, welcome back to The Andrea K. Show. I'm Morgan Murtaugh. My next guest with me today in the studio is retired Border Patrol agent and retire, retired Border Patrol union guy, Christopher Harris. Christopher Harris was my go-to guy when I was running for Congress. He actually even helped me prep for my debate against Susan Davis and gave me some pointers. Yeah, it was great. You should watch it. It's on Facebook. But um, Christopher Harris is... Is like I said, a wealth of knowledge. I did a couple of border tours with him, and and I just I had to have him on the show so that you guys can learn more about what's really going on down at the border. And if you have any questions, please call in one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy, and we'll try and answer as many as possible. But I'm just going to give the floor to you, Christopher. We talked about the border earlier today, and you were in the studio for that, so you heard that conversation. And you were expressing that your biggest concern is the word wall, the use of the word wall, one of your biggest concerns. <laughs> yeah. You have many. <laughs> have but many. but one of your concerns is the use of the word wall. So I want you to kind of explain why that it concerns you. Uh, Morgan, I, I want to thank you for having me on the show. Um, those words were very kind. I just try to muddle through. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much I helped you, but uh, I appreciate your run for Congress and, and the support you've, you've shown for uh, the men and women of the U.S. Border Patrol. Um, yeah, there was a couple of things that that uh, that are they're bothering now or, or, or of concern to me. Uh, one, I think I'm going to address first is is the government shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's absolutely no no adult reason to do this. I, I, I there's enough blame to go around for everyone, be it the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, if you're an independent, Senate, House, presidency, uh, to wait to the last minute for this type of brinksmanship is is unacceptable. To make people work without pay is un-American. Mm-hmm. To furlough people, and it's not their choice, is just reprehensible. This is like children trying to get something done on a playground. And, and they've drawn lines in the sand, and none of them wants to make a compromise. But we've had two years to do this. And, and, and I understand, and we'll get into it, why we need those barriers and fences. Mm-hmm. But this is never, in my opinion, I'm not speaking for the union, I'm speaking for me. This is never the way you, you accomplish this. It's not the way you run government. This is not the way you run a preschool. So they need to get together and make a compromise. And, and that seems to be something that is difficult for people to do anymore in Congress or maybe even life in general. Most people, hopefully, as they grow older, they recognize there's some inherently blacks and whites in life. There's yeah. inherently good and evil. But a lot of things in between are gradations of gray. Yeah. And you have to use your, you know, you have to use your critical thinking skills and find out that middle ground compromise, a good compromise, everybody's unhappy. And nobody seems to want to compromise. Everything seems to be a hill they have to die on. 
that it's just so important we can't, our principles, but not many things are really that black and white. That's actually like <clears throat> my biggest pet peeve with Congress right now. And yeah. in politics in general is the hyper-partisanship. And yep. I said it time and time again on the campaign trail. I say it every day. I am tired of the fact that we can't seem to have a conversation anymore. Yep. It's it's me versus you, like with, like with the president and with Pelosi. I mean, the president's saying, okay, I'm willing to compromise. I want $5 billion and... Then the Democrats are like, oh, yeah, we're willing to compromise, but we're not going to give you a penny for that wall. So that's not that's not compromise. That's me versus you. And no one wins that way. I'm glad you use that point because, you know, uh, the Democrats said they're offering one point three billion or something that that's to run DHS. That's for the day to day activities. They've made it very clear. Zero, zero for a wall or fence. And we'll talk about that terminology. And the president says five billion. Well, compromise is somewhere in the middle, two Mm -hmm. to three billion, somewhere in there. And then you work on it next year. But to say oh, we're willing to compromise, but we're going to give you zero, that, that's just that's disingenuous and childish. Exactly. And so, I mean, my, 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 my thoughts for Congress, my directions to Congress, because we're their bosses, allegedly, is, is pull up your big boy pants, sit down like adults in a private room and work at a freaking compromise. Stop acting like children. Get this done. It is as un-American I don't care who you are. If you work for a company, think about it. Have you ever worked for three weeks without pay? No. That's, we just don't do that. And in fact, if a company tried to do that, the I Department mean, of Labor would be all over them. Internships, but they, well, they even banned and that. And even those they, are banned yeah, now, yes. they even banned them. Because they were being abused, and, and rightfully so. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's what my, my, my demand to them is. And, and I think people are going to, I hope, start expecting more from Congress. Because we seem to have gotten to this point where it's like, oh, it's just Congress. And, and they do nothing. But hopefully we'll start expecting more from our elected officials or, or throwing them out. Exactly. And then so I do want to go back towards like the terminology sure. of wall. This is something you and I even talked about while I was running that, you know, the president, he says the, he said the word wall because that was easy. And, you know, it's a sound soundbite. Sound bite. Yeah. But <laughs> what he really meant was a barrier. And that's what Border Patrol needs is a barrier. It, it's not necessarily a 30 foot wall in the middle of the desert. You don't re- you don't necessarily need exactly that. right. I mean, that that's the point. And it gets lost in, you know, sound bites. And, and the American public do want a silver bullet. Look, a wall, a fence, whatever is it, inherently by itself. It's not going to be the end-all and be-all. Mm-hmm. But then when I hear Congressman Pelosi saying walls don't work, that's just insane. Mm-hmm. That's why we still have them around prisons. That's why we are mandating schools in California to put fences around the schools to protect the children. That's why billionaires live in gated and, and, and walled compounds. Uh, they work. But the fact is that it doesn't work by itself. And the Border Patrol is not saying that. What the Border Patrol is saying is we need that mix of infrastructure, which is some type of barrier, some type of fence. And we're going to come to what it is – by the topography, the terrain, the geography of the area, and hopefully by asking the Border Patrol agents, the union who represents them, because they can speak for them, of what they need in that area. And, and I'll give you an example of that. When I was on a detailed Ajo, Arizona, you go out to Cabeza Prieta, you're 200 miles out from the station, 100 miles out from the station. The desert's 200 miles. Nobody's crossing on foot. The smugglers don't. The cartel, nobody crosses on foot. They drive across. There's nothing there. They just mm-hmm. drive through. It's mm-hmm. called the Delta Tango, a drive through and so out there, and I'm not saying that, because, but I don't presume to speak for them. The agents out there might say, Mr. President, here's what we need. We need a really good vehicle barrier, mm-hmm. four foot high, like those Normandy hedgehogs. Mm-hmm. But we need a good road, a high speed road along it and a good sensor suite along it. So when somebody does tamper with it, we can respond out there quickly and make those apprehensions. Mm-hmm. That might be what they need and say, Mr. President, we can knock down the traffic through this area, the illegal traffic through this area, narcotics, uh, aliens, by 98%. Mm-hmm. We don't need 30 foot. 
exactly. don't need 30 foot everywhere. And even uh, when we got a tour, um, uh, one of our vice presidents, myself, got a tour of the, 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 the prototypes um, from the program manager um, as the union. And they said they're looking at areas where it doesn't have to be 30 feet. 24 feet might work. So, again, it saves money and it still works. But we got to stop calling it a wall. It's not going to be this monolithic concrete wall <laughs> Or the China. Great Wall of America. Yeah, yeah, and it's not going to be that. It's not going to run the whole border. But let us tell you where we need it. Barriers and fences not only work in helping us secure the area with the manpower and the technology, but they keep the agents safer. I mean, I've talked to you about my injury where the, the, the four guys that were going answer, the smuggler got on top of the fence, mm-hmm. jumped down to Mexico, grabbed a rock the size of a, a softball, came on top of the fence, threw it on top of my head. It was an eight-foot rock, a fence. Then an asthmatic 12-year-old could climb. Yeah. But if it was a 24-foot fence, I never would have been injured. Yeah, and I saw that fence, too. Yeah. It's, it's anyone. I could have climbed it. And an I'm, asthmatic 12-year-old. Yeah, and I, I'm so <clears throat> uncoordinated, guys. Climber. I'm not a climber. I did, don't work out. I am so, you know, just that's just not me. And I could have climbed that fence. Yeah. So the, the fact that that's what's protecting our Border Patrol agents is ridiculous. And that's pro- what's protecting our, our barrier, our country is ridiculous. We need, we need better infrastructure. And that's... That's actually something else we talked about, too. We not, it's not just infrastructure that we need at the uh, Border Patrol needs. Border Patrol also needs better technology. Exactly. And more manpower. We're still 2,000 below our statutory minimum. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. So we say, well, the president says we need more Border Patrol agents and people freak out. Like, oh, we don't need more Border Patrol agents. We don't need more ICE agents. We don't need all these more agents. Well, we're currently, you guys are currently understaffed. 2,000 below what Congress mandated as our minimum. So, I, you know, but you need that mix. You find, have to find that mix. And that's what we're always talking about, that mix of, of infrastructure and technology and manpower. Um, you know, I heard uh, the, the Congress are talking about the drones and stuff. And as a union guy, I was shown, you know, this footage from a drone. And, and it was in one of those 50 million global hawk predator things we got going on in Texas and Arizona. And they said, Chris, look at this. You could see these three vehicles driving across their SUVs. Mm-hmm. You could look inside, you know, our operator zoomed the camera. You could see the, the, the narcotics in there. Mm-hmm. And I said, and they stopped the film. And I said, yeah, but I know this story with this one. You guys tracked this for about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. There were no agents around available to interdict this shipment. So what you just did with a $50 million drone, because you didn't have the manpower, and here's my Casablanca shock face. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> drugs are coming in this country illegally. That's what you told me. <laughs> yeah. So $50 million to tell us that drugs are coming into this country illegally. Yeah. So you need the manpower. You have all the sensor suites and cameras and stuff. You don't have the manpower to, available. In the bad old days, when we were catching a thousand a night, or even after that for a while, you you have the camera operator saying, "Hey, uh, you know my star number, India so and so. I've got a group of thirty behind you. Yeah, I'm working a group of thirty over here. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that those thirty are now golfs, gotaways. Yeah. Uh, so the, the the barriers work. We've seen the 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 the, the, the increase in security in San Diego. Um, you know, I was at a meeting a couple of years ago with with the chief and and, and some activists, and and uh, the guy was very honest, good guy, uh, Northern Alliance. And he said, I tell a lot of my people, don't worry about walls or barriers and stuff, fences. We already got them. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And when I have somebody argue with me about how horrible they are, I'll say, so you personally or your family personally, how will that affect you tomorrow if there's a 40-foot, 50-foot fence on, or, no or wall? Will how will it, it affect yeah, you? Yeah. It won't. It won't. And that's it, – it's just – it just drives me crazy trying to have that conversation with people because they don't they just don't get it. So we're going to take a break right now. Uh, but when we come back, we will take a couple questions if you guys have any. If not, I'll just keep asking Christopher questions because, I, I mean, I can go on and on for hours with Christopher, which I've done several sure. times. <laughs> but, so if you have any questions, please call in 1-888-344-1170 and we'll try and answer as many as possible. Stay with us. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney, Rod Hatley, is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. Brothers and sisters, there's plenty of money in the world. There's plenty of money in this city. It's just in the wrong hands. Those are the words of New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio as he was introducing his plan for single-payer, government-run health care in New York City. De Blasio's use of the phrase brothers and sisters is instructive as it is religious. As G.K. Chesterton observed, when people lose their faith in the Almighty, they don't believe in nothing. They believe in anything. Rather than an omniscient God, more place their faith in an omnipotent state and bishops of big government like de Blasio. Being a socialist in the 20th century meant never having to account for the body count. Today, it means de Blasio's political self-interest is nobler than your economic self-interest, understanding that when he says money is in the wrong hands, he may well be talking about yours. I'm Dan Pryor. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hi, this is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar, a certified electrical contractor. Start the new year off right. 2019 is the last year to get the 30% federal tax credit. Your family should take full advantage of the 30% tax credit while it's still available. Let 2019 be the year you and your family go solar. You can produce your own electricity from the sun. Stop paying the escalating prices of the power company. Get a 25-year warranty turnkey solar panel system with top-of-the-line 360-watt panels and in-phase microinverters. This includes a per-panel online monitoring system, standard on all installed Keegan Electric Solar Panel systems. Let Keegan Electric Solar answer any questions you might have about any of your solar needs. Give Keegan Electric Solar a call at 619-742-8376. That's 619-742-8376. Or visit KeeganElectricSolar.com. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program. It's been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills. So they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. 
Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 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 FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I'm Morgan Murtaugh filling in for Andrea K. Thanks for joining us. Uh, with us is Christopher Harris, board, uh, former retired Border Patrol and Union guy. He knows everything. I'm, I swear, he does. He knows everything. Good luck with that. Um, we actually did get a question on Twitter while we were on the break, so I'm going to read it to Christopher. We got, what exactly happens when they catch a border crosser and has the protocol slash procedures changed <clears throat> from five years ago? That's, that's actually a pretty good question. Um, there have been some changes. Um, there, there's, it, it's really going to depend what type of border crosser, because if it's somebody that's part of a quote-unquote family unit, this won't apply. But if it's generally a single male, um, he's going to probably be set up if he jumps the fence uh, and we catch him. He's going to be set up for prosecution under 8 U.S.C., 8 United States Code, 1325, entry without inspection. Now, that's better than it was. Other sectors do it. We haven't. Um, but it's not as good as it sounds. Uh, it, most of these guys are getting time served a week or two. Um, but it, it's a start. It's a start. It's better than it was. But if you're – and this is why so many of them, these people claim to be family units. When you see a young girl that looks nothing like this guy and you can tell she's terrified for him, you really have serious doubts whether this is his daughter. Mm-hmm. But they're all claiming as best they can to be part of family units because basically they're going to be – it is catch and release. We'll process them. I mean they do get fingerprinted entered into the system. They will say the minimum because they've been coached what it takes to get asylum. And then – and that might just be something like the gangs in El Salvador are coming after me and they've beaten me and I'm terrified. Once they say those certain things, we're going to release them to ICE, and then ICE is going to release them because we can't hold family units. The president gave an executive order, can't hold, can't separate them, and you can't hold juveniles more than 20 days because of the Supreme Court decision, Flores' decision. So they're going to be released, and then they will pend a hearing. It could be two, three, four years down the road. Mm-hmm. The problem is the Government Accountability Office did a study, it was like five years ago, 80% won't show up for the hearing. 20% will. Now, you'll see people, activists who are being a little disingenuous and say the system, the asylum system works because 90-some percent are getting asylum. That's 90-some percent out of the 20% who show up. So to break that down in understandable terms, if 100 people enter in that year, 80 will not show up for the hearing down yeah. the road, 20 will, 18 will get asylum, and two will be denied. So those 20 that go, most of them know they have a good case. Of course they're going to go. Mm-hmm. The rest know that their case is crap and they're just not going to show up. And, and you know, another example is I've had this personal where I've arrested a guy who was Chinese national. And, and speaking to him, he said he's a Christian. He's being persecuted. We know that happens in China. Mm-hmm. But when I asked him, and, and I'm a Christian, I'm, I need to work better at it, but I know <laughs> the central tenets of my faith. Yes. And when I say to somebody like that, and this is an exact true story, well, then tell me, tell me about Jesus Christ. And when he kind of looks up to the left in the air and then looks back and he goes, he was a friend of Buddha's. Again, I, I'm not. I, I, I know the basic tenets of my faith, and I'm pretty sure JC and Buddha were not cracking beers together. Mm-hmm. So he's lying. So he's not a Christian. So he's using what he was coached to use for that area of, of the world to be smuggled in. So the asylum system is a wonderful system, but it's being misused and abused tremendously. So back to the original question is that if they claim asylum and, and they, they're a family unit, pretty much nothing's going to be happening to them. Uh, if it's a single male, 
he could do both. He can claim asylum and be charged. He's in a two, dual track. But uh, that's that's a basic. All right. Well, um, that's basically all the time we have for Christopher Harris right now. We have two other quick guests that I want to get into the show. But Christopher, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling our listeners exactly what's going on, the truth about what's going on, because unfortunately the media does not really tell the truth as we've experienced. We just saw that lately. Yes. The media does not tell the truth. Yeah, we saw that with uh, what? CNN and KUSI. Exactly. And and, and Dan Plant, yes. So so we see that the media doesn't really tell the truth. So I appreciate you coming on and telling from the ground, really. You've you've been there for how many years? I spent 22 years in U.S. Border Patrol, 26 federal law enforcement, and 36 law enforcement. Thank you so so much for your service. I've told you that before, but thank you. Your father, too. I know. My dad, yeah, my dad is a retired homicide detective for the sheriff's department. But um, anyways, my next guest that I want to get in really quickly is a friend of mine. His name is Noli Zosa. He just announced that he's going to run for city council in Scott Sherman's seat, the 7th District of San Diego. And I want to have him on just for a minute to tell you guys why he's running and uh, to tell you why to vote for him. So, Noli, welcome to the program. Hey, Morgan. How you doing, my I, friend? I'm great. <laughs> Good to hear your voice. <laughs> I'm uh, running for city council. I finally decided to, to run. Um, I uh, the, What I do during the day, I'm a partner at uh, the restaurant group Dirty Birds. Uh, we have three restaurants and soon to be five. Uh, by next year, we employ um, 120 employees, and by next year, we'll be employing 200 employees. So I think we need a, a, a successful businessman and a community activist to to shake up the city council. Um, I'm tired of not getting, not uh, seeing anything get done in the city, and uh, I want to make movement on things like homelessness, uh, affordable housing, uh, traffic and transportation. And uh, safe neighborhoods. I think those are the four things that concern everyday San Diegans. And and so I'm uh, I'm running. I know it's going to be a long journey, but uh, hopefully I'll be able I'll, I'll enjoy it. Yeah, and you you're a part of several groups here in San Diego, like the Lincoln yeah. Club. I know, and um, yeah. so you're you're pretty active in politics on the in the Republican Party. You are yeah. also um, you're also part of the Linda Vista. You're the chair of the Linda Vista Planning Group. Am I right? Yeah. Yes, I'm chair of the Linda Vista Planning Group. I'm on the I'm on the City of San Diego Parks and Recreation Board, the Parking Advisory Board, and Mobility Board. Um, and uh, what else? I new majority. I, I'm a Republican. Uh, I think uh, it's important that uh, the Republican Party has some new faces. I'm three quarters Filipino and one quarter Spanish. So I think uh, we needed some uh, some new faces and some new voices in our party to to lead our party forward. I 100% agree with you, and I'm so happy that you're running for office. For everyone listening, Noli was a huge help for me when I was running for office. He was he like took me to every event with him, and he donated a lot of his time to my campaign and went door to door for me. He's truly he's truly down for the cause. He's not just running because he's a politician. He's running because he cares about the community. And he has done so much for this community, and I'm so happy to support him. And we will do whatever we can to help you, Noli. Thanks for talking. Thank you, Morgan. You are my political soulmate, and uh, <laughs> I love you. Love okay. you too. Have a good night. Our okay, next, Morgan. All right. awesome. Our next guest on the program is um, someone who really helped me uh, while I was running for office as well. Um, and so a lot of people know that the Democrats are really good at texting their texting people 
and getting using text messages to, you know, get the word out about their campaigns. And like they think they sent 20 million texts out last year or more than that. Millions of text messages in the 2018 cycle to get people to vote Democrat. And but a lot of people don't realize is that we have that opportunity on the right as well. And I used this program platform called Rumble Up and I wanted to get Spencer on the line. But spent, we lost Spencer, unfortunately. But uh, I'll, I guess I'll just tell you a little bit about Rumble Up. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically, do we, do we, all right, Spencer's back. So Spencer's going to come tell you about Rumble Up. Hey, Spencer, welcome back. Thank you so much, Morgan. Um, happy to be on. And, you know, as you were saying, Rumble Up, you know, texting is such, such a big game there on, on the Democratic side. You know, as as conservatives and like Republicans, we're, we tend we tend to be slower to adapt to new to newer technologies. Uh, but ultimately, like peer-to-peer texting helps with campaigns and organizations in any county party to optimize the three key resources, three key re- three key resources like time, talent, and treasure, right? Um, and voters are really just craving an authentic candidate, a genuine genuine candidate. And peer-to-peer texting allows you any candidate, any campaign, any association, advocacy firm, any corporation to have just genuine conversations with key voters at the key time, key times, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I saw a poll the other day in which Americans had more more confidence in gas station sushi than, than they did the either Republican or Democratic Party, right? So, like, both parties are, are equally disliked. It, it just comes down to candidates having um, genuine conversations with genuine voters, especially in, in a blue state like California. It doesn't matter if you're running for st- or statewide office or even like mosquito abatement board, like it, having genuine conversations with voters is so important and a two-way conversation. So peer-to-peer texting, which is very different from just like having a mass text message to you, you know, voters and consumers are very smart in fact of they know when they're talking to it, to a bot or they, or they know when they're talking to an automated system, you know, we get turned off by that. Exactly. Um, you know, it allows the, the peer-to-peer texting allows campaigns and to talk to voters in, in a manner in which you know we, you and I can ignore emails, you and I can can ignore media ads and digital ads and phone calls, but it's very tough for us for us to not consume a text message. We see it come through on our phone, and if you have an Apple device, like it, you see it come through on your phone, on your watch, on your laptop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's very tough not to consume that message. So part, part, you know, two thirds of the game for campaigns is getting that message out, but also getting a message back. Exactly. And the the real magic happens when you know a campaign will say, "Hey, I'm John. I'm I'm supporting you know Joe Schmo for city council. Here's why." And then the voter texts back and says, "Is this really John?" And John goes, "No, no. Uh, this is really John. I'm I'm supporting Joe Schmo." And the voters like, wow, this is a real person on the other end of yep. the line. Exactly. Yeah, you know, so it, it saves you time from knocking doors and making phone calls. And, you know, the, no tool in the toolbox, toolbox, you know, is, is the savior. Yeah. But it just gives you one more tool, one more asset to talk to voters, to have those conversations in a very timely, efficient, and effective manner. Exactly. And I use this um, 
Thank you so much, Spencer, for joining us. I actually used Rumble Up on my campaign um, when I was running for office. I texted people on their birthdays. So I imported people's phone numbers to this app, and then on every day I would send out text messages to people on their birthdays. And it was very effective. So if you're considering running for Congress, I highly recommend you look up Rumble Up because it's super effective and it's the future. Anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Andrea K Show today. I'm Morgan Murtaugh. If you enjoyed today's program, go to kcbq.com and go to the contact us and email the GM and tell them that you want to hear more of me and hire me so that I can come and deliver my thoughts to you every single day. How awesome would that be? Also, if you want to find me on social media, my name is Morgan Murtaugh, M-U-R-T-A-U-G-H. I'm on Instagram at Morgan Riles. I'm on Twitter at Morgan Murtaugh, and I'm also on Facebook, Morgan Murtaugh. Have a great night. Oh, Morgan Murtaugh.